Do the lead drive first. What up, everybody? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Abroad Show, Monday, the 31st of July, 2023. We've got Pommy in the building as we always do. G'day, Pommy. Hey, old pal, we did, Lynn. <laughs> we did, Lynn. Good. <laughs> and we've got Leck Dog, the happiest man in the world, Leck Dog. How are you, mate? I'm fantastic, mate. I hate Collingwood. Beating them is the literally the best thing in the world. Finally got our redemption. Fucking finally. <laughs> and watching them squirm, watching them complain. Oh, it's glorious. It's a good time to be alive. Oh, it's fantastic, mate. Oh, they just had a down week. We had nothing to do with it. We didn't completely smash them in just about every metric. Yeah, yeah no, they were just duking. You know, the signs were there from the last few weeks. And, you know, this one this one was always coming. So, uh, yeah. It was the kits, remember? It was, it was... Um, the shorts is the oh, new yeah, 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 no, yeah, it was. Yeah. Clash uniform, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, evidently that just affects one fucking side. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I, let's hope. I know Swoop Luke put a post saying it's he hopes they wear the Swoop logo this week. Just a message to Collingwood fans. If you thought blue clashed with black and white, you'll find that brown is 625 shades away from black. And you'll also find that yellow is a staggering 512 away from white. So that might confuse your players because there might be a little bit of a colour contrast there. Um, fuck, that'll be awkward. Well, Eddie Maguire said last week that the navy blue and the black and white is what it should be. So I don't know. I think I, I think I might judge Eddie's, Eddie's opinion on that one. Colin I quoted that mommy. to many people this week, Terry. I just sent him the clip. Yeah. From Eddie as a man who's lost a lot as a Carlton fan, just do this. So Collingwood fans who are going to be in the chat because you've got nowhere else to go on a Monday, do you know what I mean? We're just before Centrelink pay in two days. Just say it with me. Well done, Carlton. You were better. And then you move on with your life. It, it, it's fucking brilliant. It's really good. Don't say the grass. Don't say the fucking bariatric readings wasn't good. The pressure was a bit too much. The ball wasn't pumped. Just say, Cowan, we're better with half a team. Move on with your lives. That's it. We'll see you in finals and we'll knock you out then with a full strength team by about 80. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I'm excited to show the fan camps compilation. I put it together this morning. I'm going to say right now, that was the best. Well, it was the best night ever. The fan camps was just unreal. I kept smiling as I'm chopping up all the bits. So stand by. We're going to play the little fan cam compilation. Oh my God. 14 goals, 9, 93 to 10 goals, 16, 76. We just beat the pies. Top of the ladder. Best team in the league. Oh, wow. Still a lot of work to do, but what a fucking win. What an yep. all-round team performance today. Unbelievable. Thanks very much. I'll see you September it. for the fucking 17, yeah? Vibes are high, baby. Yeah. Vibes are high. How good is this, man? Where's Rocco at? They frauds, mate. All week I've been hearing the chirp and the chirp and the chirp. And now what do we got to say, mate? We're ready. We're back. Tez, how good is this? How good is this? It'll be flowing in a few weeks' time. Oh, he's opened it. 
The lid's off the Kool-Aid, baby. Kool-Aid for you. Kool-Aid for me. Cheers. Enjoy, you beautiful son of a gun. I told you we weren't going to be scared, and we bloody did it. And I'm so fucking proud. From one dumb blue bagger to another, mate. We don't know the Carlton of old. We know, but we're here for the Carlton of now, mate. Night, Darren. Tonight was the night. Tonight, I, I wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could blow my top right now on the station. I want it because that would be a little bit embarrassing. But I fucking tell you what, tonight was the night. And from here, I can't see us losing a fucking game. That's where. That's where I'm at mentally tonight. That's, that's what this game's done to me. That was just good days. Cheers, my mate. Spectacular stuff. Calm the baggers. I'm Scotty. <laughs> I actually don't have words to describe the way I'm feeling because I don't. I want to experience this for the rest of my life. This feeling, it's yeah. there's in, proposing to Stephanie was here, and then beating Collingwood. Fuck it up there. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna get fucking. She's gonna give me the ring back tomorrow. You are sleeping on the couch tonight. Cineyamas. Cheers. <laughs> we're in London, but we missed our train because we were watching. Can you believe that? <laughs> So we were, um, we, we needed to get onto the three o'clock train to Belgium and we missed because we, we got off our flight from Iceland and we just sat in the airport and we watched the last half. We were like, we don't even, we don't even know what time it was and we we're just like, let's just watch this. So we've missed the train, but we're still really happy. Vindication. Yes, Vindication. Sir. Oh my God. Did that just happen? It happened. It happened. That, mate, that was so special. Honestly, that, look, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, it's nearly gone. The way we were hugging each other, fucking on a rocket. Oh, mate, that's honestly, Terry, that's the most special experience I've had at the footy probably since we beat Pies 2008 to get into the top eight, but. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to feel. Like I'm so happy. I'm so happy, but I'm just Gun the fucking blues. I've had this massive like adrenaline dump. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm in Doha airport. Wow. Blue abroad. <laughs> yeah. It's been the best five hours waiting. <laughs> watching watching countdowns, rewatching Tommy finish the game. Enjoy this, my friend. It's good to speak to you. It's good to speak to you, mate. The last time Carlton kicked exactly 14 goals against Collingwood, whilst also scoring less than 14 behinds, whilst winning was 19 off the Come on, the baggers, Terry! Come on! Come on, Terry! Matt Owie! Matt Owie! Come on! Thank you, Terry. Have a good night. Up the I mean, it's quarter past one in the morning. What are we doing? Good, <laughs> good scotch, Cheers, mate. My friend. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, how you going, mate? Hey, you going? Carlton. Carlton is great oh, again, my, my friend. God. We are playing finals. No ifs. We are. No doubts. We're playing finals. Good on you, Terry. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. Honestly, what a fucking great win. We needed it. I thought we've had decades of disappointment, but I don't think I'm going to remember the six losses in a row in two years' time. Like, no. Even though there's trauma, quote unquote. Like, yeah. 
no, it's this this six weeks is this season for me. Like, it, in fact, the last six weeks, the badness makes it more of a narrative, makes it more memorable. Like, it yeah. makes it more meaningful. How about them baggers? We had my parents around, and Dad and I had both written the baggers off. I think I commented when we lost after the Sydney game uh, that, it, you know, I'm at peace now because we're not going to make finals so I can enjoy the rest of the year without the pressure. But now I'm riding an absolute high and locking in finals. So it's very, very good. I go back to last year where that fan after the siren round 23 turned to me and he looked me in the eye and said, fuck you, well, mate. I got two words, you and Collingwood supporters and the Collingwood Football Club, I've got two words. Night, night, go Bulls. How, how good. How good. <laughs> well, I've got three things I want to add. Firstly, when Zach's old enough to drink, I'm taking him on his first fucking night out. I yeah. can't wait for that. Also, um, Craig Kelly uh, made an announcement just morning of the game that they had a million people um, attend games seated at Collingwood for, I think it was the 19th time in their history. Um, sorry, 24th time in their history. So with that being said, I suppose it's only fair that People have asked, do we have an answer to Sweet Luke's video last year when he was like, fuck you and all this shit? So I've been thinking about it, and let's have a song. You've had one million people on your seats. You've had one million people on your seats. You've had one million people on your seats. Collingwood are a massive club. Are oh, they fuck? And chat, just before we get started, what do we think of Collingwood? Shit. <laughs> what do we think is shit? Collingwood. Collingwood. Welcome to chat, ladies and gentlemen. Let's fucking have the vibes high. Absolutely. Uh for those asking about that track, I'm just gonna put it in the in the in the chat right now. It's called From the Ghetto by Joe Pacello. For sorry, Pacello. It's a vibe. Banger. He's got a um, name that he's been in the ghetto, hasn't he? So, <laughs> Ur, one hundred dollars. Wow! Thank you, Carlton, for giving pleasure to the one million plus supporters. Yes, thank you. No, Ur, can I can I get an Ur in the chat? Because this guy, <laughs> he's the godfather of uh, of Blue Abroad. I think I think we can give him that now. He's the number one ticket holder. My goodness, um, absolutely. Yeah, can we can we? Can we start with the game? Chat, three words to describe Friday night. Leck Dog, you're the guest. Go for it. What happened? Well, this could go for two hours. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, my Well, up the baggers is my three words, or get fucked pies, whichever one you want. You can have three words either way. But, mate... Uh, we talked about we've been talking about this pom all day. I don't know really know how to review like a good Carlton side. I'm normally the fixer, not the not the other way. But gee whiz, the tackle pressure we bought. Yeah, this, this is where I'll start. 
I've heard a lot of rhetoric about how the Pies, you know, had an off game and missed the shots they'd normally hit. They missed the shots they normally hit because our pressure as a football club for the last six weeks has been through the roof. Our tackling's unbelievable. We leave everything out there and we want it more than the teams we're playing against. That's why the Pies were off, because we made them off. We fucking killed them. Mic drop. <laughs> Pom? Friday night. What was that, mate? Uh, just, just more of the same, isn't it? it? It's becoming monotonous with our efficiency at the moment, isn't it? In just all departments, it's a total turnaround. It's a total buy-in. It's even the crowd. The crowd were electric. Oh, uh, on no. that rewatch, I watch it on mute. Um, I punish myself on the rewatch and let the commentary come in, but I do get to hear you guys and girls. Absolutely mental. The vibes are high. The players are playing together. And you know what? People aren't giving Carlton the credit. And I couldn't give a fuck, but that's my job. Let Dog is spot on. We're always trying to fix it. My job is to give it. But Carlton now, uh, you're looking at the numbers. And it's contested possession differential, third in the league. Ground ball gets third in the league. Tackles third in the league. Points again, second least. Marks inside 55th. Scores per inside 54th, goals per inside 52nd, third on shot accuracy, clearances through the roof, transitional threat with the second rated team through this stage. Carlton have not just found whatever they were looking for. They have now cultivated it and owned it and they knocked pies down. They made pies look like we did round 10. How many times did you see pies use the outlet ball down the wing long? which is what we were doing the entire game round 10. It was a pole reverse. It was a flip. And you know what? Carlton, a lot of people have been talking about Carlton this week saying, oh, who they beat. Some little interesting POM stats. If you do a TPI like we do for ratings and you mm. give a ranking to where your side has played, Carlton have had the sixth best form at the moment. Collingwood, obviously unbeaten apart from one. GWS, they've won everyone in the last 10. Uh, apart from two, Port, obviously recently they would be third. Sydney, they've only had three losses and a draw. Carlton then are the next cab off the rank. But interesting fact, in the last 10 games, if you play a game of who has had the hardest run, Carlton, surprisingly, are in the ninth category because they've played teams above them who were statistically at the state better, apart from a couple of sides. People need to start giving Carlton some seriousness because GWS at the moment... The new blue-eyed boys of the AFL, everyone's quicking to lick over. You know, they've had the easiest run. And only Brisbane and St. Kilda have had an easier run over the last 10 games. Play teams of a weaker ilk, statistically speaking, than them. So, Carlton need to get a little bit of respect that they have got an equally run home with Geelong and Port. And Carlton have had a better thing. So, let's be honest with the Blues. Blues are back, baby. Tart's taking them serious. Can't wait to flog St. Kilda, who for some reason the last three years have become equally as annoying as Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah. It was special. It was. It was a special night. I um, read a lot of rhetoric from the Collingwood side, listened to a lot of the rhetoric from the Collingwood side today. One of their, um, one of their content creators, or well, their only one, um, said that uh, there was no atmosphere and it was dull. I was like, what the fuck are you on about, mate? 
85,000 people sitting there in silence, Terry, apparently. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no atmosphere. No atmosphere. Um, yeah. They don't know how to lose. They, they forgot that we've been humbled. We've been set free because we've been humbled. We've gone through the depths into the pits. Uh, it wasn't working. It wasn't connected. You know, and Lek Dog, you, you said it there. Pommy, you said it on the ratings show before. We're so used to coming here on a Monday and like trying to like talk through it. And um, I guess part of the role that I really do like to, to play on this show and on this channel is to facilitate discussion. So when it's not going our way, just try and not let it get too out of hand, like try and talk about it and, and conversate around things so we don't get too carried away. And then now it's like, what do we do? Like everyone's happy. Like we, we don't have to do anything now. We can just enjoy it. Um, whereas the pies, th they forgot. They forgot how to behave when they lose. They, they it, it's, it was worth the wait. There's my three words. It was worth the wait. I think, um, yeah, you're right that we've sort of been humbled. I, I feel like we probably, and maybe I'm just speaking on behalf of the Blue Abroad sort of people, but I don't feel like before games we don't we don't really go after oppositions in the way that they come for us. And I think it comes from two things. One, we've been a massive club for our entire existence. And two, we've been quite poor for 20-odd years, so we have no reason to go after them. But gee whiz, the thing that I love the most is how quiet all of our opposition fans get after a big Blues win. And the, it's funny how the last five games were meaningless uh, and everyone was coming for us before the big game against Collingwood and then we beat them and they've all lost their Twitter accounts. Maybe when it switched to x.com, they all lost their logins, Terry. Yeah, I made uh, I made three TikToks replying to comments that I got back in there because, you know, every, every week I like to put an edit out, hype up the game, get us going. Well, sorry. Willem and I worked together to put them together and it got to a point where people were commenting saying this is hilarious why are you still making these like this these get funnier every week um and to be able to respond to them now now all of a sudden they're like oh see you in September and it's like oh so we're a final side now are we oh oh that's changed it's awesome it's great I want to um this is I mean, we're playing with such positivity that it's fun to watch and it's enjoyable. And where we were in the middle of that that loss streak, I, I've been tracking. This is just one one small, like, tiny metric, but I think it speaks to how much more fun we're having as a fan base and the, the club's having on the field. I started tracking our average goals per game. And uh, a couple games, when we lost to Essendon, we were in our lowest goals per game in a real season since 2015, excluding 2018. Um, and now we've, we're now at the six games, seven, eight, however many games later, we're now at our highest goals per game since the rebuild started. So wow. we're playing positive footy. We're kicking goals. We've got players on the park. Carlton fans are having fun. I think it took a few weeks of this run for people to start actually allowing themselves to enjoy it. And now that mm -hmm. we've beaten the arch rivals, I'm absolutely enjoying it. I am absolutely bathing in it. And I was up with everyone on fan cams till, you know, 1.32 a.m. the other day. And gee whiz, it's fun to be a blues supporter. Yeah. Nah, it seriously is. Pommy, how was the how was the watch along? Can you take us through that? Fucking mental. Yeah. Mental scenes. It was like Woodstock. We were 
We were loving it. We were we had a few Pies fans in there. They've gone a bit quiet. They did very early on. Uh, to be fair, I've managed to shut Pies fans up, even though we've lost before. So winning just makes it a little bit easier. But vibes were high. Um, probably on, there was only a few negative comments, but genuinely the watch along crew, as usual, were a mental. Do you know what I mean? I'm a firm believer in positive energies and whether you're at the ground or not, it's what you put out to the universe. The vibes were mental. We were winning that game from the first bounce and umpires copped it as usual. Um, they were atrocious that first quarter. That first quarter, I haven't seen anything that corrupt since I watched a documentary on North Korea, to be honest. That that, that was appalling, um, that first quarter. But outside of that, Great to see um, the vibes are high and we're, we're loving it, really. I mean, don't really want to talk about Collingwood because their fan base are just fucking melts, wet wipes. Like, do you yep. know what I mean? I have never made an excuse for my side losing. And I never will do. Do you know what I mean? I'll just cop it on the chin like you shit. Do you know what yep. I mean? Sometimes it's easier. You know, what is great, though, is let's talk about these blue boys, man. Oh, Every God. single one of these little dirty dogs just putting in shifts, baby. And yeah. you know what? There's a vibe. This time last year, I was saying it to uh, um, my grandfather, um, David. I was saying to him that this time last year, we were hoping every team would lose. We were hoping that it was clinging on shit, wasn't it? It was like, oh, fuck, I hope they lose next week. Or I hope this. There's a total different vibe now because you're really buying into that next man up. That next man up because every player is showing it. Doesn't matter who we put in. I've got a belief now you could play me on the ball against St. Kilda and I'd poll three brown low votes. I genuinely look at them boys now and believe that next man up doesn't mean injured bloke comes in. It means next cog in the wheel. Next cog in the wheel. These boys are ruthless. They have made poor Adelaide, who are one of the hardest sides to defend against. They've started their rot now. They've shown the metric of it's not easy to do. The most dynamic side in the comp ball movement-wise, we made them look average in Collingwood. And West Coast Eagles, do you know what I mean? We absolutely systematically pulled them apart as well and laid the pressure, which we have somehow increased every game, which is hard to do when you're playing a shit side. We have learned something every six weeks. We go into St. Kilda now, who got lucky against Hawthorne. If you get battered by their on-ball crew, you could probably play Let Dog, me and Terry and beat them. Do you know what I mean? As long as you've got Cripper there, it's all you need. T vibes are high. Next week, beat St. Kilda. It becomes an almost mathematical impossibility not to play finals. And mm. once that is off your back, because you're a game ahead, we can start really fucking enjoying this. Because I tell you what, I made that call on SEN four weeks ago and I stick by it. Whoever beat Collingwood wins the flag. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the road to 17. And you know your Uncle Pom calls this shit. Called fucking Charlie Kerner four years before. Pre-ACL. This is it. 17, baby. 17 is coming. <laughs> it's just... I have a I have two things to show. So first, I was sent a video today. I will not tell you who because I didn't get permission to tell you, you who. Uh, she emailed me a, a clip from her at the game. Have a listen to basically the Collingwood supporters are leaving. Have a listen to what she uh, asks them politely. Is there a fire drill? 
there a fire drill? Is there a fire drill? Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, it was good. My message to the Collingwood supporters was really simple. They're arrogant fans. We're trying to laugh us. Look, they're they back in the mud. The sewers, the stench, the football filth. They're back in there. And it's great. They stuck their head out of the parapet for four. And then they got shot. And then shot. And then shot. And then shot. And then turned on the ground. <laughs> I love Ty. Who would be our tie at Blue Joe. Road? That, that, oh. That's locked in. 110% Joe. I feel like it's Beachy. Nah. Beachy's a bit of a silent assassin. Beachy nah. is a full assassin. Because Beachy nah. goes to like VFL, VFLW. Like he does the whole club. Yeah. It, it, it's Joe because he's never harsh. Like even when Joe's harsh. Like I want to be bo- – my kids want to be bollocked by Joe. Because it's always positive. It's like it would be the most happiest bollocking they ever get. Joe, without a doubt. Let yeah. Dog isn't. You can't have let. If you're saying it's Let Dog, four weeks ago, Let Dog was like freaking. It was I was in the middle of my teenage season. rebellion, mate. Mate, you were like Judas of Iscariot, your freaking demeanor, mate. You were gutted. You were like, oh my God, I've killed the son of Christ. Like you now, you're high as a kite, but four weeks ago, mate, yeah. fuck me. To, I'd witnessed me. a murder, my club had been hey, murdered, mate. but we're back, we're back from the dead, baby. We rose. You were, he, he, he was so bad, Terry. Right? Our private DMs, he was cynicky and sarcastic to me, asking him how his day was. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, dog, mate. Oh, your Monday's going well. Yeah, it's great, Pom. I've just crashed the car. Like, he was so miserable. Absolutely <laughs> hard work. We we did have a phone call at one point mid-losing streak where we were like, are we going to do this? Let's just go and work in Coles or something. Let's go and do it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, let's let's use our spare time to go and do something else. We were done. I was done. But we but we stuck through. We're better for it. Yes, he was, he was sending me links to sign up for Uber Eats and shit. He was done. <laughs> Uh, Luke Cornell said something on the fan cams and I, I clipped it in there in the compilation, which which kind of resonated and kind of got me thinking. He's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know the Carlton of old, but I'm here for the Carlton of now. That was sexy. And I think for a lot of us, I think for a lot of us, whether you were born, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, whatever it is, um, or whether you're part of, you know, the generation born 90s, 2000s, um, this is not what we have seen from this club in a long time no. like this is all this is all new this is brand new to the group and brand new to a lot of supporters um so yeah it's 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 one of those situations where i feel like not that we've done it and that's it job's done all right we beat collingwood in round 20 and that's our season i feel like more it's just begun and it's like okay now we've got the confidence uh, that we can beat the top teams. Top four teams were always an issue for us. Do you remember only last year or the year before it was, oh, we at least we're getting within four goals of top four sides, whereas now we're, we're, we're really taking it to them. And so now we enter this phase where we actually get to just enjoy it, knowing that job's not done, but can't believe I'm saying this, they're on the right track. And I think mm. we can all. I think we can all agree on that. Are we all on the same page as fans? Like, are we all on the same page that job's not done, but we're on the right track, and so therefore we're going to get behind them now and not try Mate, and look for negatives? 
mate, I'm tired of hearing every week, every time we have something positive, people always are these Debbie Downers. They're putting their feet in. Like, how do people live their life when something good happens that they just fucking say, oh, tomorrow it could be shit? Yeah. Like, if that's how you live your life, I genuinely feel horrible for you. Because let's fucking get behind them. Because you know what? When we say we're going to play finals, we're not going out and playing. You look at how the players sing the song. It's reserved because the job's not done. When you have Mitch McGovern coming out and saying, I walked past Wheater in third quarter time and said, crack a smile, mate. And Wheater in turns around and said, I'll smile when the job's done. That is the fucking mentality the players need. What they need from us is the belief that they're going to go and face up the St. Kilda and I'm not going to do all that shit that all the fucking doomsdayers will do and go, oh, we haven't beaten St. Kilda for a while. Oh, they beat us. That has to change if we're going to be a good fucking football side. So you know what, Patrick Cripps, Charlie Kerno, Nick Newman, you are going to fucking go out there and batter St. Kilda. You're going to put them back into that box they have called one flag mediocrity. Because for the last 10, 20 years since the flag, the loudest voice in the room has always been people saying, it can't be happening. Oh, he's no Bruce Dool. Oh, he's no Sticks Kernahan. How about this? They are fucking ready. Now is the time. They are going to go out. They are going to play St. Kilda and they're going to systematically pull them apart. And at the end of the game, you're going to be tuning into St. Kilda fan TV and you're going to see Jake in his car crying because we've ruined their finals dream and ours has only just fucking begun. And then the next week we play Melbourne. And then after that, we play GWS. But they need us 100% behind them because they're working their fucking tits off to play this football. Seven weeks ago, fuck me, it was doomsday. Look at how hard they've worked with a little bit of faith in each other. Start repaying them back for Mm. their hard work and giving them the fucking faith. So they're going to go out and they're going to pull, pull St. Kilda apart. It's going to be an embarrassment. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be horrific. Charlie's going to sew up the Coleman. Go for it. This is it, man. Because how many times are we not going to enjoy it? This is my problem. People always say, oh, we haven't done it yet. We haven't done it yet. We haven't done it yet. Great. Because then before you know it, you lose six in a row and we're all suicidal, right? <laughs> no, we haven't even enjoyed that win against Geelong. Let's fucking enjoy this. And you know what? If we do lose... We will cross the fucking bridge. But what more do they have to prove? I have never seen a football side and no one watches more sport than me on God's green earth. No one. That's a fact, right? I have never seen a side pull it out of their ass in six weeks. I tell you what, there is something special. There is something magical about these boys. So let's give them some fucking faith because they're going to pay us back big style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Definitely. Um, just to put it in perspective, this is our longest winning streak since the year 2000. So 23 years, 24 seasons, whatever this is. This is the most successful. I've been a member since 2002 and going since to every game basically since 2002. Most successful period of six six weeks I've ever seen. And it's coming from, it's a whole club thing. It's, it's you know, everyone's putting in efforts. Everyone's putting in pressure acts. Everyone's tackling. every. We've looked at teams in the past and we've thought we were there ahead of time in the past because Paddy Cripps was the best player in the game, but he was surrounded by 21 guys who weren't on the same page. We've had seasons where Harry Mackay was the Coleman leader, Coleman winner, but he had 21 guys who weren't on the same level. Mate, 
everyone's on the same level right now. It does help that we've got the best player in the game, Charlie Curnow, but you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. You have to live in the moment. You can see what they're doing and they've replicated now six weeks in a row. Mate, it's replicable. It's better than what everyone else is dishing out. And we're still relatively young and inexperienced as a list. We've finally got the the, re, the first draft all on the uh, park at the same time. Well, now JSOS obviously is down. But the reason it feels like we're there, Tez, is because this is what we've. This is exactly what we've built, been building towards. It's the first time we've actually been able to see it. So it's exciting. Yeah. And we're going to keep doing it. It's going to keep getting better and better. Fuckers. Fuck. Yeah. Fuckers. I think that one of the biggest bits of uh, data that I get a lot of confidence from is when you look at the stat sheet and you see, especially this week in particular, we did not have a single player, correct me if I'm wrong on this, not one single player have over 30 possessions. Correct. You usually have those weeks where we may win, we may lose, but there's always two or three that get their 37s or 32, 33s. It's so evenly spread and it's not coming off the back of talent. It's coming off the back of pressure and a buy-in. And I think early in the season, we were talking about, you know, they were thinking a little too long. Half a second in this game is all you need to be, to have that space closed in. They weren't taking that kick. They weren't, pressuring to the level that we were now I, I actually thought our effort was i remember saying a few weeks ago i thought our effort was there for that even in the losing patch but now i look back on it now no I'm like this is a buy-in what we're seeing now is an actual buy-in yeah i think when when we were losing and predominantly for the last sort of eight years to be honest uh, eight seasons we've been looking at moments of effort and thinking oh geez he's putting in effort that's awesome but this is like, this is what we've always aspired for. We just kind of didn't know it. We're, we've always been like, but why are Geelong better than us? But why are Collingwood better than us? It's because everyone is applying effort and it's not just one guy. Like Nick Newman, as you said, he had, he had 27 disposals. He was our leader. Every player except the two Ruckman had 10 or more disposals. It was just right. evenly spread across the whole team. And we've never had... Every, we've always said we've carried a few into the into each game. You know, our, that, our bottom four's not good enough. Well, it turns out it's not that they weren't good enough, probably. It's probably that across the board, the effort wasn't there to sort of lift each other up and carry each other. It was Cripper save us, whereas now it's Cripper's like, hey, guys, do your thing. Hey, Jordan Boyd, I know he's not playing at the moment. Go and get your 15 kicks and five tackles. Go and do it. I'm loving it, mate. We're a real footy team. Yeah. Yeah, and we have... We have the benefit of having a real dark spot early in the season. So I can't see a reality where they get ahead of themselves. How could they after what they endured six weeks ago and what we were coming through? You know, the Essendon game was the low point for a lot of reasons. For them, for the fans, it turned ugly for fans. Uh, I've heard some things that certain fans did that should never happen again. If I'm being honest, like never, ever again. Um, and so they've got this pain within the season already to draw off. And they, you know, I can only assume they're never going to want to get to that point again, ever. So, and look, we're going to lose a game. We're going to lose yeah. in the future. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to happen. I just, I hope now that- Could be round one next year. Don't think it'll be this year, but that could <laughs> be round really, one next yeah. year. Yeah, but I Premier think- hangover. Goes, I think it just goes to show- for us now, it's, it's like, okay, 
we wanted to see progression and, and to go up to the next level and take it to the best teams in the comp. We are seeing that for the first time ever with this group. So, yeah, Pommy, you're right. Full credit Mate, to them. This week, fourth most inexperienced side that played. Wow. Well, do you know what I mean fourth most inexperienced side, seventh oldest, young, young from youngest to oldest? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But fourth most inexperienced time in game time. So it's like, yeah, get guys like Fogarty and and Cunningham and stuff. They haven't even played fifty games. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So, so, so for me, right, I, 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 I've got a few Port Adelaide mates, and not one of them said to me, Jason Horn Francis was a big out. Right, you know what I mean? Like the most ones who I would say deserve a conversation about football, right? They were like, you beat us fair and square, right? And do you know what I mean? Well played. Collingwood, who did they have missing? Bobby Hill. Wow. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Ooh, big out. If you're, I, I can forgive people for getting angry during the dark stage. And I'm never going to be the type of pundit. YouTuber who criticizes fans because I find that as barbaric mm. if you're criticizing fans for jumping off as the guy who spat on the players. I don't mm. see any difference because it should always be welcoming, welcoming. That's what it should be. But I'll say this I will draw exception now if players, if people aren't behind them now because they've knocked second off the ladder, they've knocked first off the ladder. What more do the boys do? And all the talk I've heard from the older people, which is disappointing because I'm starting to slip into the older category, which worries me a little bit. I'm getting old. Is, ah, oh, but I've been hurt for 15 years, Pom. Couldn't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Just because what is, isn't a reflection of what will be. So you've got to give them. You've got to give them the kudos. You can, I can pick out every loss ever. I don't think anyone analyzes a loss as much as I do. I have to fucking watch it four times. So whatever you've experienced, I've probably experienced it five more times than you have in slow fucking motion, right? If I can give it to them, you've got to do it. Just what can happen? What can happen? You've got Dow replacing Chera for a half and playing good football, right? Mm. You've got Fogarty, who was on everyone's D list, playing good football, You've got Cripps not being a 40-touch player, being a 20 and a provider and a leader. Tell you what, you've got Charlie Kerner, you've got Wheater in. He's like, he's like the British defence of World War II. He can't be beat. He won't be beat. Fucking enjoy it. Enjoy it because I tell you what, I've been low. Let's enjoy the highs. They're playing good football. I have never been more proud of a football team in any sport than I am now. I cried when Rangers got 55. Wasn't a patch on beating Collingwood because that was the final proof. And now they have got how long's left of the season? Eight weeks? Do you know what mm. I mean? If you include finals, what have yep. they got more psychologically against them? They've beaten Port, who were unbeatable. They've beaten Collingwood. They were unbeatable, right? Do you know what I mean? They'll knock off GWS at the end because the media will froth them because evidently Kingsley's good. No, he's not. He's dog shit. They'll knock him off then. Right. And then after that, happy days, we're in finals. And you watch these boys in the finals with your love, with your love and support that these guys are built for finals because they're so hungry for that final. And I, mm. I fear for a side who plays as weaker on in finals. I'll tell you what now, Pom's big call. Whoever we play in the finals, Mate. we absolutely fucking destroy. 
because there'll be 23 guys who have dreamt of that moment all their professional career, and it will come out in a bad way, and they will destroy, destroy them. Yeah, it's not going to be a deer in the headlights situation. I think I think that'll be a narrative later in the year. That uh, oh, is it get is it going to get to the Blues? Not a chance. Not this team. This team are going to run through. And, and I agree with you, Pom. They're going to smash anyone they face. I'm so yeah. confident in this team. Whoever Pies Geelong, I mean, I've already done. I've already checked. We beat the Pies in the prelim, and then we win the flag. I've already checked, mate. Mate, you could play the team of the century against this boys on a Saturday in a final, and they beat them by eighty. Tell yeah, you, Jack mate. Martin's going to be a man possessed. Charlie Kerner will go double figures again. Cripper will have 40. Cripper will Matt, be so Matt Owens will legitimately rip his shirt off his chest in celebration. Oh. I can see Cripps now taking a hardball in the centre, running to the goal line, and then running to our goal line and back again because he's enjoying fending off people. Can't wait, baby. Blues are back. I saw an interesting comment here, and I want to address it. Oh, I lost it. Don't bring me down. No, I'm not bringing you down. I'm not bringing I'm you high, down. I'm Terry. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay Mirabello wrote it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, come on, Tez, mate. This is unprofessional. I had it. I had my finger on the thing. It was I here. believe you, Tez. I believe you. Yeah. Uh, Watch first crack last night. Ben Dix and David King, Lee Montagna. And my God, all they did was talk about Collingwood when it came to Friday night. Fucking Pelicans. Yes. Uh, didn't give us... Uh, all I talked about Collingwood and Nick Dacos. We just want, I love it. Don't talk about us. You're not qualified to. You all, they're not qualified to talk about us, mate. They're not. They're not. Mate, since getting involved and starting to watch this channel, I've I've had to completely stop watching football media because you realize how little idea anyone has about anything it's actually ruined it for me i rarely watch the games on tv never with sound had to on friday because i was watching the game from home so they don't even know they're surprised by like basic stuff they're like geez nick newman's kicking well it's like who who you're getting paid to do this yeah mate they got no idea let them forget about us yeah that dog i don't trust anyone in the afl media because most of them have got two first names and you know how i feel about that Can we just sit in silence and just soak it up? I'm very comfortable with that. <laughs> Let's give some votes out. Let's give some votes out. Three, two, and one. Chat, do your thing. And then we will give some honorable mentions as well because there are a lot of guys that went a little unnoticed just due to the fact that Charlie's kick six and, you know, we'll give some love. So how did you see it, guys, in the chat, guys and girls? How did you see the votes? Uh, Pommy. Let's start with your votes, my friend. Oh, dear. Um, this is tough because I think there was way too many good players this week. But I will go three votes, Charlie Kerner. Mm-hmm. Two votes, Jacob Wheatering. Mm-hmm. And one vote, JM, Jack Martin. Love you, baby. I like that. Leck dog, how'd you go? Struggled with it. Yeah. I think, I actually think I'm giving three to Weeders. I know Ooh. Charlie kicked six and he yeah. gets two. Get leg dog off the show. <laughs> and 
My heart, like, I want to give one vote to Adam Chera for half a game of footy. I want to give it to Jack Martin. I want to give it to, like, I want to give it to everyone. I'm really struggling with the one vote, but I think where I landed was, I think I'm actually going to give it to to Nick Newman. I just, I love everything he does for us. Um, They've tweaked his role in recent weeks, and I just, he is a, he's a jet. He's a jet, mate. Mm -hmm. I went with Charlie three, Weedering two, Newman one. But I feel like that's so harsh on Newman. Thought his game was bloody outstanding. Maybe he's the best game he's played for us. That's how highly I rate him. Sorry? You did your votes right. You have Charlie three. Hold on. <laughs> Mate, he had, he had Darcy Moore mesmerized. Yeah, it was they, pretty they, harsh had, on him. They had, they had no idea how to stop him. Um, and also, I think, Pommy, you mentioned the maturity of Charlie, like both as a speaker and, and as a player. You know, he... Darcy Moore was pretty good in the first quarter, like really good. Probably got the better of Charlie in the first quarter and it just, it didn't matter. He just kept going. And once he just got that first, it's like he's got this confidence in himself that once he gets that first bit of play that goes his way, that's it. You know, a confident Charlie Kerno is the best player in the league. That's what it is. Well, it took me all day today. I've had a bit of a skive of finding times you and me, Terry, have talked about Charlie Kernow. And going back to the start, it's been many an hour we've wasted talking about Kernow before he played. But one of the great things was 2020, we talked about him. And I said, once he got through to his mind of being mature like Ed, look out if that ever happens, if it ever clicks in. And that interview he did this week, that Based in mind, this time last year, he was giggling because he said fuck. <laughs> to hear how he now spoke, articulate, he'd thought about what he said, he delivered it with conviction. That's scary to me because we have seen a kid go into a man. And yeah. I'll tell you what, people are underselling what he did because I don't think Harry could have done that. Harry wouldn't have been able to do that against Darcy because Harry, brilliant in the air, doesn't have the ground ball game like Charlie. Charlie found a cheat code and made it so hard. And them free kicks, you look at them free kicks, they are the most obvious free kicks you ever see as well. And that was because he started to bring it to ground. Darcy knew he couldn't go airily with him. He had to go one-on-one and he had to hold him. Charlie's too quick. Mm-hmm. I think you, you mentioned it, you touched it, which there, Pom, which I wanted to mention. I think Harry, and this is not disparaging him at all, but he has he can go into his own head when it's not going his way and can kind of take himself out of games and it, it requires the coaches to push him up the ground and sort of get him involved. Charlie just gets involved, mate. He doesn't he doesn't let it get down. He knows at the end of the day he's gonna win the matchup at the moment. And that's why he doesn't care about the first quarter, because he knows he's gonna dominate he, he knows he's going to be the best player on the grid and it's huge for us he's currently uh the longest active afl game streak of kicking a goal he's kicked 40 he kicked a goal in the last 40 games um next best is aaron norton with 19 like charlie kerno knows Who? he's kicking goals very good i think all the second one that he earned charlie kerno was the only one where I'm like, eh, they could have let it go, maybe. But because they had given more a couple of them early in the game, like you had to pay that one to Charlie. I'm not copying. I'm not copying from any supporter from Collingwood that Charlie was gifted goals. I'm not copying it. You defend like your defenders didn't defend well enough. 
yeah, defend them properly. Stop being sloppy. They were, it's like they had this arrogance about him that they could do whatever they wanted to him and hold whoever they wanted off the ball because they're calling it was it was arrogance, mate. So, so shut him up. They're starting to believe, aren't they? Hey, they're starting yeah. to believe. You know, people laughed two years ago when I said he was the best player in the league. You did. They people did. laughed, Terry. They laughed in my face. My good nature, the hard I work laughed. I put in. They laughed, Terry. I laughed, laughed. in your face. <laughs> No yeah. fuckers laughing anymore, are they, when they're fucking bathing their favourite key defender? Tell you what, hook it into my veins. Charlie Colonel's bicep. You can't blame Darcy Moore. I would have held him. I'll tell you what, if I yeah. defended Charlie, I'd be hugging that prick. Yeah. <laughs> Different reasons, though, Bond. Different reasons. <laughs> I'd be happy to concede the 50. I'd concede 100. Okay. I want to give, uh, instead of doing an honourable mention for, like, a game, can you both, I'm putting you on the spot because I didn't prepare you for this and I'll do this to the chat. Can you pinpoint an honorable mention for a moment in the game? Like an under, like a moment, you know how sometimes you have those critical contests? Mm. Pinpoint uh, one of them each and chat you as well. What were the, what were some of the critical moments that uh, you want to just recollect? The one that jumps out to me straight away is the Mitch McGovern goal. Uh, which oh, was that the, our first goal of the game or our second goal of the game? But that goal where it gets the hand off outside 50 and just slots it through. I'm just pulling it up. Yeah, it was our first goal because they, they had a bit of control in that first one. They kicked the first two goals. They had, I think they were one goal, two at that point or one goal, two goals, two at that point. Um, and it, there was a little bit of nervousness, I feel, in the, in the crowd from what it seemed like on TV. And Mitch Govan just goes, oh, give it to me, bangs it through. And I think that... I think that really set us up. All of a sudden, like the, the the boys were awake and they're like, oh, hang on, we're better than this mob. So the Mitch McGovern goal for me was was massive. Mm. Uh can I am I allowed two? You can have two, mate. Go for it. Oh, thank you, Terry. Okay. First first moment is the banter moment. Uh Mason Cox having the audacity to look at the number. Oh <laughs> mate. <laughs> Come on, Mason, look, we're, we're two peas in a pod. We're foreigners in the AFL. They hate us talking about the game. Do me a favour, Mace. Just humble yourself a little bit. Yeah, um, and he got subbed out as well. It was so how good was it? It was two minutes 20 after that moment as well. I fucking <laughs> loved it. Who, who do you think he is? Having a look at my Nick Newman's shirt. Fuck you, Mason. I, I knew I hated Americans, and it just reinforced why I don't like them. Um, the second moment of the game, and I think it's really poignant, and I don't think he gets enough love, right? But it was, I think, halfway through the third, Matty Cottrell, right, takes the intercept grab back pocket in one of their attacks. And before you know it, handball, give and go, a bit like the old Nick Dacos and Carlton have an inside 50. That the hard running, there's about 20 of them moments. Hollands did it, Martin did it, Dow did it in the fourth. No one's talking about that. Dow peeled off and got the ground ball get and set it up. The hard running of these boys is just insane. Insane. Yeah. And that is a real delight for me, just because we haven't seen mm. that ever since I've been here. That hard, selfless running. Mm -hmm. This Gavin Whelan's put a great one in here, a uh, great comment in here. Weedering blasting our defenders with oh. three minutes to go. I put, I noted this down during the game. 
it was like the game was over. We were taking a kick in, and he was re- – I don't know who it was, but he was reaming at our team because they weren't setting up properly, and that's when I knew like, – like I, we knew he's at another level, but his, his standards he's setting, amazing. Great shout, Gav. Mm-hmm. Oh, Crips on Queno. Oh, Crips on Queno. <laughs> Mate, he was laying on the ground for like 30 seconds, and I channeled my inner Mars energy, and I was like, stay down. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, um, Quaynor was an all Australian lock last week, and I think he had about six touches against the Blues. Interesting. Yep. yep. Interesting. I'll give you one. Actually, no one in the chats mentioned this one. Sam Doherty flying with the flight of the ball. Oh. Fuck, mate. Come on. Come on. Uh mate. the mental edge that we gained from some of these moments, I thought was was really telling. They did not we just wanted it more. Simple as that. Well, Oh, that that behind the goals vision that the the club put out on Instagram or whatever yesterday of Jack Martin doing the one end of the ground out sprinting two opponents leading into the pocket for the Hollands like because on TV you just see Hollands kicking a, a good pass into Jack Martin him running 150 meters for it mate they wanted it more mm-hmm. the other moment no one's mentioned it's my favorite because it's shit houseery and anyone who watches the watch longs no pom loves a cheat was uh Matty Cottrell knowing if he ran through the behinds it would be called deliberate based on how it was umpired and he deliberately fumbled it and it's the <laughs> cheeky grin that he does knowing he completely blagged it Matty Cottrell honestly we need beers at the end yeah. of the season because you are an arsehole kidder and I love it give you another one Adam Sard showing emotion after the final siren <sighs> oh I knew he was human, but that confirmed it for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wolf in the fourth quarter was loud. Very loud. I love the um... Collingwood song as well. And me <laughs> going, me going, do these cons know the 30 down? Like, what's going on? I actually, I had, um, so I was sitting next to Jad and Jed Lamb was probably seven rows in front of us on the aisle. He was fully giving it to the Collingwood supporters, like standing up, giving them this one, like clapping at them, uh, doing the Collingwood chant. That was kind of cool to see. Jed getting into his his, uh, his Carlton fan zone. It's good. Love that. Love that. Now, let's talk about the fallout from the game. So Chera, for those who weren't watching the ratings or who haven't read the news yet, Chera has a low-grade hamstring strain, which will keep him out for the next two to three weeks. Kennedy is aiming to return to running this week, and he remains a chance to be available late in the season. So there's a little bit of good news and some not-so-good news. Uh, two weeks in a row, we lose Walsh halftime. We lose Chera halftime to low-grade hamstring strains. You get the feeling... I don't know. Sorry. I get the feeling... Um, everything comes full circle and you have to pass the test again. We did it earlier in the season when we lost our six in a row, got to Essendon and uh, the test was, are we going to sack the coach? Are we going to go do that again? Or are we going to stick fat? I feel like we're about to go through a little period now in the next four weeks, last four games of the season, just like last year, a little bit injured in the midfield and we're going to have to pass that test and they continue to come. The challenges continue to come. So, you know, but, there are men there that are willing 
I mean, there's 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 a prize at the end for those who have got an opportunity now. Like Paddy Dow, all of a sudden has an opportunity to really cement himself in the team and or maybe next year, like out of nowhere, just like that. He's waited, he's worked hard, he hasn't complained, he's gone back to the VFL, done his thing, all of a sudden the opportunity has now arrived. So You nailed that, Terry, as well, with what you just said. It was a Freudian slip. They're men now. They're yeah. men now. They're not boys. They're not scared. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Dowie can come in there. Carol. Do you know what? We'll talk about VFL, no doubt. But Zaki Fisher played the entire game in the VFL on the ball, which is a clear sign. When Voss does that, something's happening. Something's mm. happening. Fogarty, before he was in the seniors, played two full games on the ball. So he's been primed for something. So interesting times. You know what? I've got no doubt that Dow can do it. And I'm excited about seeing Harry. No, Damien's in chat. That forward line movement, imagine Harry in that. <laughs> Fucking it's... People are sleeping on Harry, but you've got to remember, he is a huge chance for finals. Yeah. Oh, Brett, Mate, Harry's he's annoyed. He's he's out. He's like, finally, they fucking worked out how to kick it around in the forward line. <laughs> Imagine how pissed off he is. Yeah. I, I worry about Charlie. I don't think he'll win the Brownlow next, uh, and the Kurt Coleman next year. I think Harry might snag it back, unfortunately. <sighs> Damn. We have two in a row. <laughs> That's okay. I yeah. think um, I think Chera was a calculated risk, uh, in the same way that Walsh was before that, and um, it's disappointing. But we know Walsh isn't human, so he'll probably play this week. Like he'll just he'll just rock up and go. Oh uh, no, my legs fine. My legs he'll fine. win it. In the, he'll win it in the demons. I reckon he comes back for the demons. It, yeah, yeah. It smells demons. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. There's plenty of depth and we haven't even talked. Well, I'm sure we will, but God, I love Jackson Bins with all my heart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, I let, let's, 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 guys, go for it. What happened in the VFL? Talk to me. Talk to us. Talk to me. Talk well, to they, me. Uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't get the win, so we couldn't do the double, but from yeah. the AFL listed players who will be, you'd think, uh, factors either this year or next year. So I'm talking, you know, Bins, Fisher, Cow, and Carol, those sort of guys. All were pretty good. Bins, though, man, I think he's averaging like 32 disposals a game and 10 marks and a few tackles. Like this kid, he won't probably won't get into the team this year as much as we all really want him to. Um, but he's going to give us a, such an extra element next year when we – get to choose between him and Hollands and Akers and Cottrell all to rotate through that wing and allowing guys like Chera and Walsh to be permanent mids. Uh, he's just he probably a bit too small. If we if we think Hollands is too small, Bins is probably too small this year. But get a preseason into him. This kid is going to open up some options for us and I can't praise him enough. Hmm. We, we, can, we can draw a line under Lockyer, Brian. Um, last week, that was a flash in the pan. This week, woeful. Um, Jackie Carroll again solid I enjoyed his game uh, Lockie Plowman I'm not too sure what he was doing let's talk though about your boy Zach Fisher because this is why you brought it up Terry I I've been harsh oh. let, let I've been harsh show, not one person was in Zach Fisher's corner <laughs> not one of you let, let, I I've been harsh I like to bring him up so it's a pleasure to bring him up for a positive. He was really good. Um, three tackles, three marks, four clearances, six inside 50s. 
Um, two rebound 50 is playing an identical role that we see to Paddy Dow. Um, he's definitely a midfielder. He looked really good. He was really sharp, particularly defensively, which is a real big concern with him. A real big concern, I think, is probably what goes against him. Um, he was strong. And you talk about flight of the ball that you like with Doc. He actually takes a mark against the flight of the ball. Brave. Stood under it, got clattered, took it, took the mark. So... Anyone who slags off Mr. Fish for toughness, he showed it. Lockie Cowan playing high half back um, dominated was seven marks, intercept marks. Won't get to play that role. I do want to give Jackson Bins a shout, like Let Dog. First, first, first game I've seen him play a lot more at half forward. So I think they're grooming him for the Cottrell role, which I think is probably the only way he can get in this side. I think mm. Cottrell is probably the disposable one. Because I don't think I think Holland is a superior defender, which is what's needed. Big shout out though, Ed Kerno was poo. Josh Honey was poo. Um, our favourite, Lek, he's growing on us. Hudson O'Keefe spent all day in the ruck getting his most hit outs, his most hit outs to advantage. He's really starting to grow into that role since Murkoff. Heaven forbid, it's a horrible way to go out with his heart and miss the year blessing in disguise for Hudson because he's had to do that on his own. And you know what? He's getting fast-tracked and he has been fantastic. Fantastic. And he was battling all week, all week against these guys. And they were a solid outfit, but his hit-out work, particularly his clearance work, it reminded me a lot of Tom DeConing, which he did this week. He might not notice it, getting a lot of them clearances, getting the ball out of trouble and getting it away from the shit. So he was he was really good and some real positive sides for young Hudson. Mm. Yeah, I think we've talked about that ruck depth quite a bit, Pom, and like, where's it going to come from? It might be coming from, from beneath rather than from outside, which is really positive. Matty Cruiser mm. needs a shout-out because the work he did with Murkoff is insane. And yeah. the work he's done with Hudson O'Keefe, insane. And mm-hmm. if Hudson develops like Murkoff, who had no ruck game, I don't mean to be bold, but I could see this guy breaking into the first team next year. If he mm. if he improves like Murkoff, his rock work is sick. And now he's starting to work out his body. Put on five kgs. This kid can play football. Yeah. Two points. Number one, stop talking about trading Harry Mackay, please. Anyway, <laughs> stop. Stop it, please. Like, that's just low IQ conversation. Number one. Number two. Is there not a reality where a player can just be out of form and not need to be delisted? <laughs> is that a reality that we can live in? Or that's, not, hot, be... that's not hot takey enough. Yeah, you, you're either all Australian or you shouldn't be on a footy list, Tez. Everyone knows that. I, I don't T- understand. Terry, Terry, you've not done this social media thing before, have you? <laughs> I don't subscribe to it. No, I don't understand it. From our own supporters, it's like... Fish is in a bit of a – he had a bit of a, a, a down patch like the rest of the team, for example. And it's like, trade him. He's gone. He's, he's gone. He must be gone. Uh, Lockyer O'Brien right now, he's not in form. Agreed? He's not in form. Agreed. He's, he's out of form. He's contracted, right? Um, Dow's out of contract, but I feel like we – we it's like it's so extreme. It's like you're either in the starting 22 or we have to trade you at the end of the year. If we actually did that to every player that had a form slump – 
Harry, Harry inside this bowl movement at the moment. Harry inside fifty. Like fuck me, it, it's it actually makes me shit scared for the opposition. Actually yeah. scares me the way they're parting. Oh sweet Jesus, Harry would be having a field day, mm-hmm. field day no, with I the space. Like, I feel like it's just it's old. It's old news. You need to move on from it. Like why? What do you mean? They're all seeing a few people in chat as well talking about Sinclair's going to tear us up. We'll, we'll see about that when fucking Fogarty gets his hands on the little dirty git. Mm-hmm. And mm. if Fogarty, if he moves into the midfield, George Hill will just have a have a little sit on him. I wouldn't be yeah. too, I wouldn't be too stressed, folks. Yeah. Well, let's touch on what else is on here. Pommy, did you want to talk about the the power rankings? Was that something you wanted to do? Oh yeah, let's do it, Terry. Good idea. All right. You did something. You did. You, you put together a little something for us. Let me do it. Let okay. me let me t- let, let me make it aesthetically pleasing, Mister Terry. In the meantime, while we get you doing that, Lek Dog of the VFL players who played, who in your mind would be coming in this week, if any? Yeah, look, it's probably as Pom alluded to, Zach Fisher. Um, just to to sort of fill a role, we've seen him play that inside mid role before when he was sort of drafted that inside outside mid role. Uh, I don't think Bins comes in against St. Kilda as much as he's knocking the door down. I don't think they've got the need for Lockie Cowan to come in. One one smoky I'd be looking at um, just in, 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 in the world where another tall goes down at some point, I, I think Sam Durden coming back from, from injury is starting to look solid. So there's some depth there. What, what I like about Tez, about our vfl side at the moment which is probably the first time i can ever remember this being the case there's a few guys who could come up feasibly in any given week which we've always sort of been desperately looking at vfl going gee whiz who are we gonna who can play out a game but now it's like geez bins fisher cow and carol there's some names down there that like they could come in and all do a job yeah and all, I mean, look, it all start. I, I'm actually excited to see some of these guys who haven't played in the ones yet uh, mm. to get a chance. Because, like, think about it if you're them. All right, we've done something six weeks ago. We sat around the campfire, had some hard conversations. The whole club has gone through this uh, evolution. They would be chomping at the bit to get amongst it. Absolutely. And we've seen that there's opportunities there. Guys like Jordan Boyd weren't in the mix, before, you know, a yeah. year ago, like there's opportunities. If you're good enough and you do your job, you'll get the chance. Look at this. The XL boys are on. <laughs> Pom, yeah, what's going so on here? You're looking at the back end here. So this one here is literally just your core wins in the last 10. So okay. this is traditionally how the AFL released their power rankings. So you know when you see them ridiculous power rankings they do? They, they mm-hmm. base it on just core wins and they all have different formalities, but this is just basically your core wins um, against opposition. So you can see form over the last 10. Collingwood has been sensational. GWS has been pretty good as well. Eight wins. Uh, Melbourne and Port, Mel- Port Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, Carlton. Sixth, obviously, we lost a few at the start of that. But then this one here is something that the AFL never take into account, and it's difficulties of fixtures. So... I think this is really important and it's something that the AFL really 
I think they avoid it, the media, because if you start talking about difficulty of fixtures, you start to see that the fixtures are completely lopsided. Uh, completely lopsided. So this is a real-time adjusted. So what this does is when you play a side when you're 15th, if you're playing you a side against 12... Can you zoom in? Yeah. A little bit more. If, if you, they are. If you play a side that's 12th, that you get a better rating for that win as opposed to playing a side 18th like West Coast. So this actually adjusts it here to replicate that. So you can see Gold Coast have had the hardest run in the last 10 based on their ladder position. Melbourne second, Carlton eighth. Interesting if you go down to the bottom though, there's two teams that featured quite high in that last slide, Brisbane and GWS. St Kilda have traditionally played sides with more injuries and a lower rated scale. They've played them at the right time. So that's really interesting. People are slagging Carlton's last 10 games. Carlton have historically played them at a better time but also themselves have been dealt injuries, which reflects in this, in their out. So that's a real interesting little stagger. And then your last one you'll see is, what's really weird is what you're seeing is totally different to what I'm seeing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having to do it on there. It doesn't mirror up. But here you are. So this is that adjusted. So what we've done there is we've taken expected result, actual result, and then compared it with difficulty of fixture, your ladder position, and that is a fair power ranking. So a power it's ranking that's based on reality. These are power rankings. So look, the form teams at the in the comp right now over the yeah. last ten weeks, ten adjusted weeks. for difficulty of opponent. Yeah, and if you found an for those at home who want to find something to cheat, if you actually look at the last five games and the last ten games, somewhere between them will help you predict what happens in the games the next week. So, But you can see Collingwood, obviously, I think most people would agree, Collingwood, even though they lost to us over 10 weeks, have been the best side. Melbourne might be a surprise, but losing Clayton Oliver and the results with them is quite a positive for Melbourne because that mm. is a huge reflection on their expectation. Also with the bookies. Cowan, though, third, which is really interesting because the wins that they've had on form when they started to get them wins, Gold Coast being one of them, actually books the trend of gambling, books the trend of expected results. And you can see that GWS, they're the biggest fucking annoyance to me. I can't tell you how much GWS being in the press annoys me, because you actually look at who they've beat. It's not impressive at all. And go back to that second slide I showed you, difficulty of fixture, they were playing Mickey Mouse teams that, and they have been, they've won when they've had no right to. Do you know what I mean as well? The Melbourne game would be a case in point. Melbourne dominated that, couldn't hit straight. They haven't been impressive in their wins. They have just been efficient, which efficiency, keep telling you all, is the most overrated stat in the AFL because that fluctuates week to week, year to year. It's, it's the situations you put them in. So GWS, the Melbourne game, if you actually run them numbers back, they only win that game 10 times out of 100. It's right. not sustainable. Wow. Okay. Well, that's the power rankings. It does highlight uh, we, we don't have a, a terribly easy run home, although according right. to that, we've got a bottom four side this week. So let's mm. smash them and worry about the rest later on. Well, let's so talk about the Saints for a minute, shall we? Dog shit. No, well, <laughs> I think we've been humbled enough to know that we need to respect the opponent. 
Um, but 3.20 on Sunday, I know it's a bit of a, it might be a weird fixture to get there for families, but is it a home game for us? Yes. Always a home game. I think so. I think Always so. a home game with our families. No, it's not. It's a thank you. Oh, it's an away game. game. Ugh, okay. So our, I think our only home game is the Melbourne game. GWS. GWS is at Marvel. That's a home game. game. Yeah. Yep. All oh, right. Okay. That's not in my fixture because I haven't locked it in yet. Of course. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. St. Kilda home game. Um, preview. Early preview. What's happening? Eight, eight goal side. Eight goal mm. different side. I'm not even joking, yeah. Terry. Can't pay the boys respect. They, they, they dribbled a victory against a very young Hawthorne that did what Hawthorne always do. They run yeah. out of legs. You, you're playing men now. You're playing men and you, people saying, oh, Tim Membry's back. He hasn't played for fucking eight weeks. Yeah. Oh, I mean, ooh, Membry. Come on, this is 2023. This is a different Blues. Eight goal difference. There is no way on God's green earth, Carlton, play the way they have done over six games. These guys can stay on the park with these boys. They're too mm. quick, too hard, too strong, too good, too fucking brilliant. Mm. Yeah, over their last 12 games, they have won 50% of those games. Those wins have been North Melbourne, the Giants, the Swans, Eagles, North Melbourne again, and Hawthorne. And over the last four weeks, uh, they lost to Suns Demons, have only beaten Kangaroos and Hawthorne, and they didn't look amazing in those games. I, I have all year not really rated St Kilda. Um, that's not like an arrogance thing. I just don't love their setup, and I don't love how they execute that super slow, methodical game plan. It kind of reminds me of what we were doing when we were bad. I think if you apply pressure and heat to them early, I I think they will struggle to bounce back. I think they're a negating team rather than a they they want the score to be sixty to sixty or sixty to fifty or whatever it is. Whereas I think if we bring our game and the pressure we bought or have been bringing for six weeks, I think I do think we we. We crumble. I think we crush them. Too, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. That the confidence from the way we we defend first is is where it comes from. We're bringing that buy-in. We're bringing that heat. We're bringing that focus. I think it's it's going to be enough to beat the Saints. Um, and man, we're not losing twice in a row to Saint Kilda here. Come on, they can't let that happen. They on the Eagles have more touches in the back half of the ground than Saint Kilda over the last ten weeks, and well. that is a danger when you're playing the number one forward half of the ground turnover side. Like, yep. that, if they play their game and we play our game, it, it could be... We're, we're looking at Germany's invasion of Paris. <laughs> I mean, we were we were pressuring Collingwood, the, the best team in the yeah. league this year, into making bad and dangerous decisions. And they were turning it over in the corridor and they were turning it over sort of half forward. And if we can force them to do that, like, I don't even know if Liam Stocker's still in the best 22, but, like, we can force Liam Stocker to do that. If we're forcing mm. Darcy Moore to do that, we can we can force, uh, I don't know, Dougal Howard. I, I don't know who plays. I honestly don't even know who plays for St. Gilda at the moment, but our pressure is, is elite at the moment. <laughs> that is the Excellent. biggest drive-by by Black Dog I've ever seen. 
a excellent preview with a with, with a with a shot as well. Fired, I love it. Go a on. drive by from Lek Dog. I never thought I'd see it. <laughs> oh gosh, Saint Kilda okay. are us. People need to realise Saint Kilda are us. Last year, pressure is getting to them. They've spent a lot of credits early. Teams are finding the game plan out, and. Do you know what I mean? They're bringing players back in hopes that they can cling on to their dying finals. The pressure mm -hmm. is so on them, and we've experienced it. And lo and behold, suddenly Zane Cordy is a test this week. Jack Hayes is a test. Hill's been confirmed out. Max King could come back this week. He's got to pass the test, but you've got to understand this time last week, he had that test and it was deferred two to three weeks. Seb Ross is very key when I watch a lot of St. Kilda games been very key. And it's no surprise since mm. he's gone out, their composure in the middle half of the ground has gone. Sinclair now has become one dimensional and it's obvious and teams are targeting that deep there. So that's what Carlton have got to do, right? Carlton mm. have just got to go and play their game. So I want none of yeah. this nonsense of this time, last time. Oh, mm. I mean, fuck me. I used to be 18 and go into a bar and have a good crack. Now I put my kids to bed and go to bed myself. Times change. Life, life changes. Do you know what I mean? You live in the past, yeah, stay a miserable bastard. Come, come into the future with Pommy. It's beautiful here. I mean, yeah, I, I think they carry a few tools as well because they have to. Cordy, Kanamaniti, they play Shaman as like kind of a defensive tall forward who I guess they would use on like a Mitch McGovern. Yeah, so Cooper Shaman. Out, we like Cooper Sharman lining up next to Jacob Weider or Mitch McGovern. We should probably be able to work that one out as as a club. I'm pretty confident we'll be able to work that one out. Okay. Carl right. Wilkie as well. On just let that sink in. Carl Wilkie, he's going to be taking Charlie Gurner. Let that yeah. sink in. He's a good player, yeah. Carl Wilkie. He's 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 all right. He's not the best player in the league though, unfortunately. Him. Yeah, he's a good player, Terry. He's a good player, but he's about yes. to come against a proper footballer this week. Apparently, right? Caminiti and Charman are both out anyway. So, oh, mm. sorry for even mentioning them, chat. Jeez, jumped on me quick there. Let's, let's just uh, let's just stay humble and let's just get the job done. Is what I say. I'm um, with you. That's all. That's all. So, a few things. Uh, thank you very much to John Holden for the ten dollars and Greg. Whitaker for the 20. There's a link in the top of the live chat if you would like to donate. Otherwise, just like and subscribe. That's more than enough. Um, let's look ahead. What's coming up this week? Well, firstly, the jumper punch. Have a look at the guest. Hi, I'm Matthew Allen. I won the Carlton Best and Fairest in season 1999. Don't forget to watch the jumper punch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Perfect. Well done. He was a very good player for us. Here's a little fun fact for you. I used yeah. to have a chest of drawers that he left on his uh, front lawn and we took. So there you go. I used to have Maddie, Maddie Allen's drawers in my uh, childhood bedroom. Can someone just clip the bit that he called them drawers and we can make some memes out of it, please? <laughs> What, what do you call them? Yeah, what do you call well, them? I know what you meant, but drawers also are underwear in the UK. Mate, you're in Australia. I don't care. <laughs> right. That's the funnest fact I've heard in a long time. That's there you go. quality lax. Yeah. Uh, so that's tomorrow, 7 p.m. Ange Christou 
is joining the boys on the couch. So Paul, Rocco, and Ange Christo, and they went wild. So it's uh, it's going to be an exciting time tomorrow. Pom, what's happening on Pommy and Oz? Uh, there was a video you put out today about the, the journey of your love with Charlie from the beginning. Yeah, some bold calls coming through. So go and check that out. Uh, you see the evolution of the Charlie Cat Chan as well in that mm. video as well, which is uh, historic. My wife has become iconic through his work. Um, we need to get a petition to get me and Charlie together. That needs a, a documentary. That's a better love story than Twilight. Yeah, we're I want a supercut of you of all the times you've uh, tongue kissed him. That's what I want. It gets more graphic every goal, just FYI. It, does. it, starts, off, it starts off as a and it gets there's a real cute moment I left in the video because I've got a rule that I have to be holding this. It's actually become an OCD thing. I have to be holding it when he has a set shot or it misses. And you actually see it in that video, me going, oh, like you got it. <laughs> um, tomorrow as well. I don't know if Terry's going to be on it or if he's busy, but you can join me and Let Dog um, and Ian on Wednesday. Sorry for selection yeah, that- panel. Which- mm-hmm. Wednesday. It's two days from now. Yes, that's Wednesday night at six p.m. Right? Yeah. So right. we'll be able to seven uh, p.m. Seven p.m. And we've got no. We'll probably have one out each, won't we? And it'll just be a mm. fat fest. <laughs> Um, great. Well, like dog, what's happening in your week, mate? What's upcoming? Uh, Jock Reynolds podcast. One of the last ever Jock Reynolds podcast will drop wow. tonight or tomorrow morning. Wow. Um, recording that off the back of this teams on Wednesday or t- team selection on Wednesday, whatever, whatever that show is called on Pommy and Oz. Pom, I haven't told you this. I won't be on Friday's stream for teams. So, uh, breaking the news oh. now won't be there on Friday. But normally you could catch me there uh, on, on on Blue Abroad. Otherwise, follow me on x.com at Lekdog, L-E-K-D-O-G. I was like, where are you going with that? Then I realized it's Twitter. <laughs> it's like, did you get OnlyFans? <laughs> I wouldn't hide that behind a paywall. That would be free for everyone. <laughs> um, amazing. Well, tomorrow morning I'm going to film a preview with Jake. From Saints TV outside Marvel. I'm actually we're gonna go, we're gonna do the preview something different this year. So I don't know if that's gonna come out tomorrow, probably Wednesday. The preview will come out. So we'll see how that goes. Guys, you know the drill. We've got four games left of the regular season. Let's just you know, just enjoy it. Fuck. Whatever happens, happens, but we've got to enjoy it. Get behind them because we're gonna miss the footy a lot. So uh yeah, looking forward to it. Pommy. Lek Dog, thanks for being here. Thanks for having oh, us. Go Blues. Up the bag. Go on, Blues. Go Smash your fades. Mickey Mouse at three. <laughs> See you, everyone. <laughs>